coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. You have to stay disciplined to your practice, to you know, to what is it that you're trying to drive drive towards, what is it that you want to achieve, right? So having those the goals in your mind, having mm-hmm. discipline to drive towards those those goals, because that's what kept you or kept me on the path and not having the distractions come in the way, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy in today's world, especially today's world, to get distracted, whether it's social media, whether it's a news article. I mean, all, I mean, just, just look, look yeah. around us and look within DC itself. I mean, there are distractions everywhere yeah, from, yeah. from every different angle possible. So I think the most important thing was just staying disciplined to, to what, what is it that, that you're trying, trying to achieve. And then mm-hmm. once you have that discipline set and you have that in, in front of you, then it's a matter of just digging deep and having that grit, right, to go after it. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes easy in life. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Past the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Tushar Garg, who is the CEO of Excelicon. So obviously everyone understands what digital transformation is. We've talked about that a lot on the show. Tushar, today's guest, takes that to the next level. He basically does the exact same type of thing, but for the government. So we talk about all of the ins and outs of getting awarded government contracts, how he got into working on these government contracts. Some of the projects, obviously, he's got some different clearances, so we couldn't talk about everything uh, that he's working on, but there's, there's a lot that we get into about managing these really, really high profile, highly secure type projects. So I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce with Tushar Garg. Well, first off, Matt, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, appreciate being being here. My din- dinner table was a little different than I think most people would say. Uh, growing up, I grew up in, in India, born, born and raised there until I was about 12 years old. So my dinner table mostly was my, my mom and I. My dad worked quite a bit, but it really was one where we would uh, really talk about uh, about anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether it was, it was school, whether it was sports because I grew up playing sports and so but it was it was all all about the day it was all all about you know friends and what we did but also a lot about my mom just being who she was and what she did about how to be a consummate professional and how to keep driving forward and 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 life lessons if you will in in being uh, in being strong resilient and perseverance was a key if you will so my mom was a a fashion designer back in India oh wow and growing, growing up herself, she played a lot of sports. So a lot of my life lessons around that came came from her. Uh, a lot of my 
business, you know, you know knowledge and, and when the relationship management knowledge came, came from, from, my, from my father. And, and a lot of times when I was able to have a meal with him or dinner with him, if you will, that's kind of a lot of things that I picked, picked up and learned, you know, from him, if you will. So that was, that was, a, that was till I was 12. And then as I was growing up in my teens, I, I traveled quite a bit because of sports and my dinner table was depending on which country I was in. So whether yeah. it was Croatia or in Europe or wherever else. So I have, I've wow. had some very unique experiences in my life. Uh, what was what was your dinner. what was your sport of uh, of choice? What, what uh, took I played, you traveling? I played tennis. Okay, okay, very yeah. cool, very cool. Uh, yeah. And and so, did, were there like families that you took you in in each of the different cities, or are you in like hotels that whole time, or how does that how did that work? Sure, it was uh, it was actually a mix of both. So some if we traveled with the team, then we would stay with host families or. We'd, we'd be to get, to get together in like a hotel room or whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah, the, but the, the times where I got to spend time with the actual local families and the host families, it was a lot of fun. That, it was a that lot sounds of, amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely opens up your eyes to different uh, different uh, values, cultures, view, viewpoints. So it was it was a it was it was a it was a big part of uh, of my uh, of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. It, so I mean, obviously, it, it sounds like you you were instilled with a, a very, very driven spirit pretty well right from the beginning. And, you know, obviously with the sports, you know, that takes a hell of a lot of de- dedication and, you know, you basically gave up, you know, a lot of, and, and we'll say that you gave up a lot of your, your childhood to go and do the sports and travel that way. But I'm sure that at the, you know, at the time that was, you know, that was fantastic for you. You, you absolutely loved it. Yeah. What, so what were some of the, the lessons would you say that you learned early on, like from your, from your mom's or your dad's experiences, you know, you, you, you touched on some of that, that drive and that talk a little bit about that. How do you, how, how do you reflect back on that? And how do you see yourself sort of being changed, you know, in those moments? Is that, Absolutely. I would say that the, the biggest thing that was always, always there was, you know, discipline. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you have to stay disciplined to your practice, to, you know, to what is it that you're trying to drive, drive towards? What is it that you want to achieve? Right. So having those, the goals in your mind, having mm-hmm. discipline to drive towards those, those, those goals, because that's what kept you or kept me on the path and, and not, and, and not being, and not having the distractions come in the way, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very easy in today's world, especially today's world. To get distracted, whether it's social media, whether it's a news article, I mean, all, I mean, just, just look, just look, look yeah. around us and look within DC itself. I mean, there are distractions everywhere yeah, from, yeah. from every different angle possible. So I think the most important thing was just staying disciplined to, to what, what is it that, that you're trying, trying to achieve. And then mm-hmm. once you have that discipline set and you have that in, in front of you, then it's a matter of just digging deep and, and, having that grit right to go after it nothing comes easy in life yeah so you have to work for it and and you have to make sure that you know you're you are ready you know practice being being you know ready having that that ability to to recognize when the opportunity is front of you that's all part of it and um you know it's it's very easy to just say no we can't do it or you know it's not it's not it's not going to work out on, on you know to the next but if you do do that, then how do you how do you gain anything? How do you get get to where yeah. you want to be, right? And so, yeah, so that's that's, yeah. that's that's really so. So basically, you focus on the goal, 
and and this is actually something that you know I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is right it's a, the it's a shiny object syndrome like you know I'm going to do it this way and then oh now this new thing oh, came yeah. out and or this new technique I got to go try that and you know like you said you know you got to keep your 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 eye on the goal and keep moving forward toward that goal absolutely um, and not get, get so caught up in all these different these different things do you have any anything that you've learned over the years that helps you focus on things and and also you know along those lines realizing when something isn't going to work and when is it time to, you know, all right, let's shift over to this direction. Do you have any insights Absolutely. into that? So 2018, 2019, some, some, somewhere around there, uh, you know, but April 20th, 19, actually one of our, our, uh, board of advisors members and I, and, and we were having lunch and we were chatting about some, something. And, and he said, look, I've been now with, with you for a, a couple of months. I've kind of seen how you, how you're doing, doing things and everything else. And he, and he, he just kind of looked at me. And so this is a former chief of staff for a FEMA political appointee. Mm -hmm. And he said, you've done really well so far, but now it's time to become a CEO instead of an entrepreneur. And I didn't really understand what he meant by that. And, and so lo, lo and lo and behold, it meant exactly what, what you said. It's very easy for an entrepreneur to have shiny object sy syndrome, right? The, the good idea fairy telling you, this is a great idea. You should do that. And so that's where the, the switch has, has to happen. Right? So as an entrepreneur, innovator, whatever inventor, if you will, you're always going after the next best thing. You're always yeah. trying to create something. Well, what about this? What about that? As the CEO, it's my job to define the vision of the company and get those small, uh, you know, data results that show me are we going towards that vision? Is it making sense? What's actually happening? And then you make your pivots and your shifts, right? Based on that small information that, that happens. Mm -hmm. If you ask any CEO, the vision of the firm usually doesn't change too much. It's the path of how you get to it, right? And along the path, there may be changes to the services you actually provide or the type of people you hire or how big or how small you get, but the vision of what you want to do, it really doesn't change too much because that's why you, you got, you got in it, unless you're doing a complete pivot, right? Going, for example, from a IT services firm to a product company. Now that's a whole slew, it's yeah. a whole different ball game yeah. and investment strategy and whatever else. So, uh, you know, it, it's taken, it's taken some, some time, but to make that switch, to make that switch from going from being an entrepreneur to a CEO, that's where I think my past, where having that discipline of staying, staying the course, being able to challenge others, right, who, who want to kind of sway the other way and, and bringing them back on course. Uh, I was always in, in places of le le leadership, even as a team captains, as playing on our college team, or even when we were traveling, I was always put in charge of, of people or, or, or yeah. things because, you know, it was, it was very easy for me to see it and then do it. And so, you know, that's, that's where I think I'm, I'm more apt right now of, of doing it because when, when I'm seeing things start to fall off or we're swinging too far to one side or the other, you know, it's, it's my job to challenge those who are in charge of that to say, well, why are we doing this? And if it's a good, a good reason, okay, maybe that's part of the path. Yeah. But if it is not, then, Hey, let's, let's come back to where, where we need to be because the data is telling us it's not really working out. And, and let's, let's shift it back. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so really it comes down to 
what is, what's our, what's the information telling me? What's our process telling me? What's our systems telling me? And really having those be our driving factors than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. So you, you have all your KPIs all defined and, Correct. you know, you know what, you know, those, those few things, how many different KPIs do you have? I've seen people have, you know, 30 or 40 of them and other people have it uh, honed in where it's maybe five or six. How, how many right. do you guys so, have? At an enterprise enterprise level, we have four high, four very strategic goals, if you will, and 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 each one of those has about two to three KPIs. So I would say roughly around ten to twelve, and they're okay. all. So our first first one is around clients and client client retention. Then then we come into the business the business development growth aspect. Then you start coming into the 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 internal financial metrics, right? What what you know? What do we want the corporate financials to look like? Then the last, the last one, which to me is the most important one, is the em employees. You know, how do we invest back in the employees? What does our employee retention look like? But also, how do we allow our employees to enrich themselves, right? So whether it's, so we just actually, for example, uh, brought in-house a learning management system. So all of our employees have access to, I think it's over 40,000 courses, wow. whether it's a, a five or 10 minute video or a full on, you know, course playlist that they call it. Mm -hmm. or a, a, a cur curriculum to get a PMP certification or whatever other cert certification you want to get. By doing that, not only did we cost cut from a corporate finance aspect, but we also were now, we're now able to really provide our employees with a way of saying, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm having lunch. Why don't I take a quick 10, 10, 10 minute look at this video on you know, project management or agile development, or, and now, you know, whether it's uh, RPAs or, or artificial intelligence or machine learning, and it really is in enabling them now to have the academic knowledge. And once mm -hmm. you have that, you can then go to your clients and say, Hey, by the way, have you heard of this? Or have you done this? What, what's your thoughts? Maybe we can do a pilot. Maybe, maybe we can do different things and see how we can add the value. Right. So it's it's all about how do we give back to them, and and so, yeah. and so for me that's the most important important metric, along with obviously client the client retention as well. So that's the way we have spread it across. Now each department takes those KPIs at a high level and gives me or myself and my business partner a department level plan that says mm -hmm. here's how we're going to meet those metrics and each one of those departments has, has their own internal KPIs and metrics as well. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, and, and to be honest, this is what we do for our clients. So luckily we're not, you know, the cob, the cobbler's kids who has, who has right, no right. shoes, <laughs> uh, you know, this time we took a you know, some time and we, and we put it in for, for ourselves, but you know, if we can do it, do it for, for our clients. It, it's in our own benefit to do it for ourselves. Yeah. And it, it sounds like you're actually giving the, you know, the, the different divisions or departments ownership in creating pretty Absolutely. well, creating their own path. You know, how are we going to achieve these, these goals? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that, that's great. Cause I, again, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, say this is the way that it needs to be done, you know, and, and, you know, then kind of takes the, the onus or the, the, ownership away from the people that are actually doing it, which, you know, isn't, right. uh, you know, isn't as valuable. So, so talk a little bit about how, how you got into the business, what, you know, and, and explain a little bit about what you guys do too. Absolutely. So I grad, graduated college in 2004. Since college, I've only worked for small, small firms, mostly in the DC area. And we did a lot, I did a lot of work with EPA and some other federal, federal agencies. Fast forward to uh, March of 2011. And, um, uh, you know, it was my uh, it was my now oldest daughter's uh, seventh month uh, baby shower, and I and I had a 
a really good friend of mine who I actually started, started this with, who, you know, I, we split ways in, from the business relationship, but are still very good friends in 2017. Mm-hmm. But back, back then, you know, I just kind of looked, looked at him and I was like, Hey, I have a contract in hand. I, I, I need to break out. I need, I need to do my own thing. He goes, yeah, me too. And literally at that baby shower was, was how we started the company. Cause we had, we had some, some past clients who were really clamoring for us to come in. And the whole point for us to start it was because we both were very frustrated that our current companies were not allowing the client to get what they needed because they were boxed into a process, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. didn't want to veer off of the process. I get it. I, I understand there's a, there is a need to have a, a process in place for delivery, but no one client is, un, is, is the same. Everyone yeah. has, has unique, unique, unique needs based on their mission. So that's why we started the firm in, in April, 2011. And so we started, we started, started out with the same services that we do now of program and project management work, sec DevOps. Uh, so that's agile, agile development, mm-hmm. a lot of the cyber security governance work more around policies, procedures, human, human behavior study, if you will. And then we do financial ma- management, which is extremely important right now, as you can imagine with the deficit being what it is. Yeah. So allowing agencies to get to their the right budgets, the right costing, and then the reporting of that to the Office of Management and Budget, OMB, if you will. So those are the four major, major areas that we currently support. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. Yeah, and and you know, fast uh, fast forward. Actually, this this month is our 10 year anniversary, and you know, when you look when I look back as when I first started the business, and now, you know, it's it's uh, it's been an incredible journey because we've stayed true to who we are, which is mm-hmm. extremely hard hard to do as you can imagine right but we've stayed true to who we are with that core concept of providing the services to our clients the way that they need it but still staying true to quality to budget mm-hmm. to price but we've also uh differentiate differentiated ourselves because we don't just take on any project we're very very selective mm-hmm. we only get behind missions that we can truly believe in right i mean i like that this isn't this isn't a, a political thing that i'm about to say this is just our own corporate morals you know, we don't build bullets, we don't build walls, we don't incarcerate based on color of skin, and we don't separate families. It's not a dem- democratic thing. It's not a GOP thing. It's not an independent party thing. It's, it's just we want missions that are going to directly have a positive impact on the people living in this in this country. You know, there's no bigger bleeding heart mission than FEMA. You know, helping those that needed the most when they needed the most, right? Yeah. CMS. You know, how do we process Medicare and Medicaid applications? that much faster so that way people can get the health healthcare they need currently we're supporting the um fda and the fema uh covid19 
systems for supply chain and the emergency use applications. I mean, you know, talk talk about impact. I mean, yeah, you know, getting yeah. getting getting those out there. So, you know, we we are very cautious. We're very uh, critical of of the missions and the agencies we we want to get behind, which is hard for a small business, right? Because you need to keep the lights on. You got to pay pay the bills, and if and it's already ultra competitive out there. Yeah. And now you kind of box that in even more. So, you know, it's 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 challenging, but it allows us all all uh, you know 80 employees here to sleep sleep at night and, and yeah. wake up with a smile and actually want to be there for for yeah, our clients instead of yeah. yeah you know and so that i think is the biggest the toughest thing but the biggest differentiator for us as well yeah, in the market I like that i like that so you you mentioned a couple of times that you and i can't remember the exact phrasing that you you use but basically you you do things their way or, or sure. like you sort of, is it, is it that you're sort of customizing your approach to the way that they do business or what, what do you mean by? Absolutely. So let's take, uh, let's take FEMA for, for example, right? FEMA's mission is when a disaster strikes, get over there, help with the response, help with the recovery. But FEMA's mission also is to be prepared, mm-hmm. right? So there's a preparedness aspect to it. So that's about grants getting to the state and local communities, the in Indian tribal areas, the, the processes needed for preparedness are very different than having to worry about how do I now deploy for the disaster recovery. Mm-hmm. So our, our services are the same, but the delivery of those ser- ser- services change based on the mission needs, right? Similarly, for example, with CMS or FDA, they're not in the, in the biz, business of going out and responding, but they have a need to make sure that data processing is happening and it's happening correctly. So again, our services stay, stay the same, but the delivery of those ser- services and what goes in place, right, is what gets custom mm-hmm. customized. Are we still staying in the Agile framework? Absolutely. Are we still following our certified processes? Yes, we are. It's the delivery of how we put those processes and services in place is what changes based on those clients needs a lot of a lot of very good firms out there they will come in but they have almost like a packaged process mm-hmm. and they 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 almost mold the customer in a way to believe that you have to follow this set yeah. of processes in order to get where, where you need to be for us we're a little bit more flexible around that to allow for that nimbleness if you will right so yeah. that way the client can then say you know that's really not working what else can we do and and make it work within the the the, the current you know con- confines of where I am, where we are. Yeah. And so that's that's more that's more of the solution that we look at than in any any other way. Interesting, interesting. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you're dealing with you know huge governmental organizations in that. Uh, what what role is technology playing? You know, in in your company. I mean, are, are you actually building technology for the different? you know, the different departments or talk a little bit about your relationship with technology and how it's, you know, driving your business, how you're using it in your business and, and, you know, how you're using it for your customers as well. Sure. So from a, from a service side, we, we are, we're, we're a full, a full, full scale services firm, right? So that includes your IT services and management services, if you will. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to strictly technology, yes, we are helping our, our clients understand number one, what is the trends that are going on right now? What are the tech 
technological vulnerabilities out there right now that may impact them, if you will, and then taking the actual steps to implement the right tech products and technology frameworks in order to move them forward, right? You've probably heard the word mod modernization thrown at you, I don't know how many times, right? I mean, that's, it's a, it's a buzzword now, everyone uses it, but, but really that's actually what it is. You're, just, you're, you're taking what they already have and you're trying to modern, modernize it to the, to the current times, you know? Yeah. We have, a, we have clients that say, hey, we wanna, we wanna go, over to, go over to the cloud, great, but have you thought about all these other things that need to happen before you can even attempt to go, to go there? Oh, well, no, no, we didn't. Like, okay, first we need to come up with the, the roadmap, right? What does this look like? What are some of the things you need to work through, consider, think about? Not, not that you have, and we know we want to do it. Now here's here's your options, and then we can come in and redo whether it's it's you know Microsoft Azure implementation or AWS or whatever else, doing all the you know integration into it, all the security around it. So it's a you know we don't we don't just come in and say okay great you want this here you go yeah have, have fun yeah. with it yeah there has to be a purpose behind it there has to be a why right why do you really need it was what's it for don't you know, and, and we, we make sure our clients don't get caught up in the hype, if you will, you know, so if they really need it, if it really makes sense, absolutely, let's, let's make it happen. But if it's one that, you know, they're, they're doing it just because it's being forced down their, their throat, then we, we help them fight, fight the battle. Yeah. And at times, great. at times that we win, at times it's like, nope, you got to do it as a mandate. So we, you know, we'll, we make, we make the best, best of it and make, make it work. But but that's actually the way we we approach it, and that's 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 how we we play it. We also are partners with a, a couple of uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning products and firms. Mm -hmm. So we are now starting to introduce our clients to that, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole process automation work, how does that work? What does that mean? No, you know, we're not gonna be run by robots, you know, doing everything. That's not how this works. That's not what yeah. you know. So a lot of it, I feel, is around just education and training and and the awareness around it. And then once you have a smart client, then they can start to drive the choices that they need to make, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's, that's our belief. And, and I, I, I would imagine that a lot of it is really based around that educating the client because mm -hmm. they, they don't know what is possible, what's not possible, what's out there. Right. So really, you know, kind of driving that conversation and, and suggesting, you know, the different things that, uh, that might be best for them, so. Yeah. And, and actually we, we, we actually took it a step, a step further. So in, in seeing a gap, because one of the things we, we found is that it's, it's not just with our clients, it's, it's a lot of across the board. So we started a, a, a business, not, not for profit called the American Innovation Modernization Council, AIM's okay. council. It's had some past roots just in, you know, capital planning, but we took that over and we've made it into a broader spec, spectrum educational platform where we host round round tables for the federal employee. It could be at any level, a GS7 all the way up to an SES, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But it's all around ed education and awareness, right? Hey, what is, when, when cloud came out, like what is cloud computing? What does it really mean? What is machine learning? What is RPA? What is cybersecurity? And it's about a way, and it's, it's a way for them to ask questions and get smart on it and whatever else. But it's also a way for, for the exposure for the federal sector to have with the industry innovators and experts who can then at least provide information to them, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that we're very aware of is that a, a lot of times these type of or, or, or organizations become, you know, a, a sales pitch or a BD pitch or whatever. 
And that's not what, what we're doing. You know, our, our, you know, goal is very simple, education, 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 like, you know, put out the information, put out the knowledge. And that's how you then have an, have a smart government, a smart yeah. uh, federal workforce that is aware of truly what's, what's, what's going on in a, in a, in a non-biased way. And that enables them to, and empowers them to make choices that are better for their own departments, for, for their own missions. And they're not, they're not salty, if you will, by someone coming in and saying, by the way, I can sell you this, you know, yeah, yeah. that's not the purpose. Yeah. So what, what, in your opinion, what is, I get, I don't want to say the, what, what is the most useful technology that's coming in your opinion? You know, something that's not necessarily that well known, you know, is it AI or is it, you know, are, are you excited about whatever, yeah. what, what, what are your thoughts there? So there, there are two trends going on right, right, right now. The big, the biggest one everyone's aware of, you know, art, artificial intelligence, machine learning, process automation, if you will, things, things that are that are helping, helping to to make backend, uh, you know, processes a lot easier. That, that's that's actually one of them. The other one is automated cybersecurity governance, and that's. That's something that is pretty unique because a lot of a lot of times you need someone in there who is looking at reports and making sure that the you know there's no intrusions and alerts and emails or whatever else. But now you are you're finding where uh, there are products that are coming to, together like dashboards, if you will, that are showing the compliance, the you know uh, risk uh, risk ratios, the intrusion ratios. And no longer do you need someone or someones, if you will, people who are actually looking at it man manually, all, all of a sudden it's at your fingertips. And mm-hmm. it's actually really cool the way that they're doing it. That's, that's, that's another trend I see, I see going in that way. You know, process-wise, it's still the same. A lot of the pro- program managed, project management, the agile management, that's there and staying. And, and there's a couple of tweaks here and there or words change here and there, but no, no big trend there. But as far as on the on the on the tech side, those are the two highest trends I see, uh, right right now, at least in 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 our industry. I'm pretty sure there's a ton out there that yeah, are yeah. in other domains and industries that I'm not I'm not aware of. But in our industry, that's that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, sure, this is this is fantastic. If people want to learn more about you or your company, what would be the best way for them to uh, to reach out and get in touch? Absolutely. So our company website is www.excelicon.com. That's uh, E-X-C-E-L-I-C-O-N.com. They can absolutely reach me at any time. It's uh, T-U-S-H-A-R dot G-A-R-G. That's Tushar dot Garg at Excelicon.com. I would I'd love to be part of uh, anyone who is looking for more information or just wants to have a chat chat, chat about something. Uh, that's that's what we, we're here for, you know, so you know, it's been, it's been quite a, quite a ride, quite a journey. And I look forward to a lot more of it, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You guys are, you guys are doing a great job. And, and do you fr- primarily focused on uh, government type companies, clients, or do you, do you take on private sector clients as well? Uh, in the past, in the past, we have sub- supported both. As, as you can imagine, uh, COVID has put a quite a bit of a, uh, a shift in the, uh, in the work domain, if you will. So yeah. You know, commercial sec- sec- sectors has to be protected right now of, of their of their own business and and staying staying alive, if you will. But we have we have supported both, and and we are look, looking to do that once once the commercial sector is ready as well. So we yeah. we you know we're we're, look, we're looking at, at both of those domains. 
I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Char, this is fantastic. Um, thank you for being on the show. And uh, I look forward uh, to hearing more things about uh, you know, some more things that you guys are releasing and, and working on. Thank you, Matt. I definitely appreciate being, being, being on here. And if there's anything else in the future I can do to help, please let me know. Love it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.